Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined again for probably the last week via phone this week, uh, Mr. Jeremy Boucher, everyone's favorite co-hoster. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Adam. How are you uh, on this, I guess, fine, uh, I don't even know what day it is. Wednesday, February 10th. That's the one, yeah. No, doing good. Doing good. Finally uh, got got myself back to work after the, uh, you know, getting out of the the red phase. And I'm just trying to get back into a groove here and uh, see what we can bring home in the the bank. Yeah, I'm... uh... Still in still in self isolation. Layla got home from Ontario on July or July, January thirty first. <laughs> the months start to run together. Uh, January thirty first, and then so we're in there till Valentine's Day. Um, you know, started the Marvel series. Well, I started watching WandaVision. Was very confused by the third episode, so I went back and I've uh, we've done twenty. 20 movies out of the 23. We got three left in the past 18 days. So pretty good. It's been, uh, it's that's been you, quite a marvel. Watch. That's yeah. And I, there was, you know, I reached out to a few, like to Clint and my brother-in-law. I'm like, how do I watch these things? Timeline order. Uh, is there an actual cinematic order? There's a cinematic order that you got to follow and jump all over the place. So we've been watching them through that way. There's a lot of stuff that makes sense. Um, you know, People, there's not going to be a lot of hockey talk on this show, but there could be some some pop culture talk. Uh, Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> um, since the last time we joined you, we had two from Red leave, two from Blue leave. Uh, Brittany Fabiola from Red, and then Drew, who was not the guy I wanted to win. I It was Declan, you were right, uh, the big Irish guy. Uh, he left due to medical, and then Peter walked off last week. I guess your thoughts so far? It's, uh, you know, it's such a, this, this show is pretty easy to predict. Um, like it's, so it's one of those things where once you, once you've been watching the show for so many seasons, you kind of have a feeling of, uh, you know, it's who's going to leave and, and, you know, Gordon Ramsay always always does his, uh, his dramatic, uh, um, you know, endings to the show where he, he pick who just, who he decides is, uh, is leaving like last week, how he had the two, the two up front and told him back to go back in the kitchen. Yeah, and you know he kind of saw that happening because you know Peter had left um, earlier in the episode, and so it's uh, so far it's it's you know up to my expectations. Uh, I, I still have a, I'm still pretty pretty confident that uh, Cody uh, Cody Declan Corey and Mary Lou will be the final four, uh, just based on what we've seen so far. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, give it a few weeks and I'm sure that will, uh, if one of them go in the next few weeks, I'll be, I'll be surprised. I know it's reality TV and I know it's all for show and and whatnot, but how they haven't punched out Mark yet. I have no idea. Like that guy, uh, is just so annoying. Just yipping, yapping all the time. Um, I, I literally, I don't know how Declan hasn't picked him up. Mark. Quinn Mark, Norris. Yeah, Mark's yeah. His name. I, I don't know how he hasn't picked him up and strangled him other than he's probably not allowed due to TV <laughs> well, rights. It takes a lot of courage because as soon as you, uh, you know, 
like you said, it's reality TV. So as soon as you lay a hand on somebody, you're you're gone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, so it takes a lot of uh, a lot of courage not to, you know, boil over too much. And it's uh, you know, it's I've been watching. I'll be honest. I've been watching some Bachelor too. Uh, nice. So, um, that's uh, you know, it's it's not uh, it's a guilty pleasure. I think we want to call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would believe. How how is it? <laughs> It's more the you know it's just uh, the wife watches it and if I'm you know I just if I just happen to come in the living room when it's on I just can't take my eyes off it. <laughs> uh, I won't uh, I won't hold that one against you. I've watched a few a few seasons early on uh, back living in Alberta in my previous life. Uh, yeah. So the other big news: uh, season five, Mass Singer, March. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's that's what we do this show for, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, what we do at the start of the show you for. Know, when that show's not on, we we try to talk, uh, you know, pop culture, but we, uh, you know, that's uh, that's our go-to. Yeah, we'd be stuck if I didn't uh, if I didn't get into Hell's Kitchen this uh, this year. I I don't even know who they're gonna have. I don't know what. Like, I just I don't even know. We're pretty lucky, you know, giving uh, you know. Considering this this hockey season might go uh, might go into June, we we might be able to talk about the entire season of Singer as well. <laughs> and that's why the people keep coming back. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Moncton Wildcast and on Instagram Wildcast Podcast for all your pop culture references and uh, Wildcats hockey when it uh, actually comes back around for us. Um, bit of a jam packed show. We're gonna get news and notes from around the queue. We're gonna get a view from the other bench, but we're gonna go uh, quite a bit away from here. Uh, as I had a chance to chat with WHL Patscast co-host Chris Clark, uh, get his thoughts on the WHL season. They're going to go in Alberta and looks like the States. What does that mean for Saskatchewan, uh, especially in Regina and the number one pick, Connor Bedard? Uh, the quick question for you, Jeremy. Big football game last Sunday. Did you watch it? Uh, what were your thoughts on it, being as you were a former, uh, you know, not a former, you're a Brady fan, a Patriots fan, and he's no longer there. Your thoughts? Well, it's uh, I guess congratulations to you because I know your, you. your team, uh, your team won the big game. Uh, but you know, I was I was cheering for Brady because uh, you know, like you said, he uh, you know, he's, I've had the uh, the the fortunate uh, fortunately been lucky lucky enough to watch him win six in, in new england so yeah um it's uh to see him win another one wasn't much of a big deal for me um uh, but uh yeah it was i had my money on uh, on brady and uh you know a couple couple pro line picks short of 917 dollars but uh which ones you know. were you short of <laughs> the rushing yard uh it's brady not running for a single yard <laughs> and uh you know throwing for i had him throwing over 295 yards but uh i should have been smart enough and picked the, the under on that one because everybody knows like the furthest brady throws the ball right now was 10 yards anyway so uh i should have uh i should have been smart and take took the under on that one but yeah yeah that it was, was uh, all part of my uh you know my my prediction of, of tampa bay winning the game well i appreciate that it was uh it was quite a quite an event it's been a long uh long long 18 years um i actually teared up in the intro didn't think i would when they were getting introduced i uh i had tears of joy at the end of the game too um i never had a doubt they weren't gonna win i didn't think they were gonna win 31 to 9 um 
I knew that the Chiefs offensive line was in trouble, but you know, I didn't think we'd hold them to no touchdowns. I was pretty pretty shocked at that, but yeah, like you said, I've as you can see, I've got my NH or NA NFC Champions t-shirt. I got my hat, my shirt on order. Um from nfl.com, so I just hope it's not another 18 years. <laughs> um, I think it might be, uh, you know, I, I can't see a, a situation where New England wins another one in the next 18 years. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy the six that I've uh, I've had a chance to, to see. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully, just one of these years I'll, uh, I'll predict the, um, the winner of the Super Bowl on this show. <laughs> yeah, because I had – I had the Ravens and the Saints, I think. I don't remember what you had. You had the Chiefs and someone. I had the San Francisco 69ers. Oh, right. Right. Yes, the San Francisco 69ers. Yeah, I know. I watched the uh, the parade today on the, the boat parade that they had down there in Tampa. must be nice to have the ability both with the Lightning and the, and the Bucks to have a championship parade on the water. Um, so they want to bring it back. They want to do it again. Uh, we've got a lot of free agents, so... We'll see, but I don't. Uh, I don't not doubt Tom Brady, and that's no. You that's can't. A, you that's can't a dangerous. Count him out, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he is the greatest of all time, and anybody who says differently can suck my dick. <laughs> so we'll have a few more uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five thoughts later in the show. But now let's get to uh, news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. That's basically going to be the meat of the show because um, we don't have a lot going on here at home. Uh, Victoriaville had to lead the, leave the protective environment just after the game on January 31st for Shikutami. Uh They then re- ran some more tests. They had one extra positive. So they only had one positive. They had no nothing as of now. Um, and they're due to return February 7th to the protective environment. Shikutami's due February 14th. It's kind of weird how you can get those tests in those protective environments. Like it, it, it shows that you can get them anywhere, but that that's one of the safer environments considering earlier before the tread deadline, they had one and didn't have anything really happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, it, I think it caught a lot of people off guard. Um, and you know, they're fortunate, uh, fortunately enough that they, uh, you know, there was no other, uh, cases on the other three teams that were in that, uh, that bubble. Uh, but yeah, a little, uh, that was, that was weird. Uh, it wasn't something I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. Um, so it's, you know, interesting how it, uh, you know, it, obviously they won't uh, reveal who it is or how they have it got into the bubble, but, um, you know, you don't see it very often, right? Cause, no. uh, you know, the NHL did a pretty good, did pretty good with their bubbles last year, right? In Edmonton and Toronto. And I can't remember a single case in, in either, in either city. Right. So no, I don't think there was, um, it's, it's, you know, tough to say how that got into got in there, but it, tough to say. But let's just be thankful that there wasn't a, a case with Shakutami because I think they played, like they obviously played Victo that night. But I mean, if they if they would have had a case, um, well, they played back to back Victoria, but but they played Baycomo, right? So then you're mm-hmm. looking at a third team, which then Baycomo played. Like it's just it's good that it was just those two teams. There's no other cases, and they can kind of get back to. To playing hockey. Uh, Valdor's super team's been on the ice a few times. Um, 
you had talked about being excited to watch them last time we were on. Just, uh, what are they? They played two or three games. They're still, uh, you know, you can tell it's still taking some time for that yeah. group to gel together. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they only scored uh, oh, both those games against Gatineau went into overtimes or shootouts or one of the two, right? So, yeah, January 30th um, was a 3-2 you know, shootout uh, and then a 3-2 overtime victory. And then February 3rd, they beat them 2-1. Yeah, so they've been, they've been close games and, you know, nothing against Gatineau here. But, you know, those games should be... Uh, you know, they should be winning the Valdor should be winning those games by by a lot more than one goal. Uh, so I think it's just taking a little bit of time for them to, you know, get together as a group, and they're you know only going to get stronger, right? They uh, mm-hmm. they got uh, Chaykovic in, in in quarantine now, and uh, you know once he once he joins that group, it's it's going to look even better. It says a lot about Gatineau to be able to hang with. Now they didn't have Pelche and Spence for the first two. Right, they had them all yeah. together for the last one, but still. You know, we talked about Gatineau being a sneaky team that was kind of buying maybe for next year. It says a lot that they were able to, I mean, they took three losses, but they hung in every game and they beat them just before, uh, like January 23rd, they they actually beat them 5-2. So mm-hmm. um, it says a lot about Gatineau that they're able to hang with, with a team like Valdor. Well, if you work hard, you know, you're going to get re- you're going to get the results, right? And, yep. uh, it's, a, it's a young team. They work hard. Uh, and it's, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch for, for a few years. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like it's, these are the, this is why it's, it's, you know, I haven't watched very much NHL lately because, you know, a lot of my time has been going to the, to the, to the Q games. So, right. um, it's been fun. Uh, Blainville looks really good. Um, Drummondville looks, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to win anything, but they look really good. Uh, but yeah, there's been really been no surprises. Um, closer to home a little bit. The Maritime, half the Maritime division has been playing. Uh, the Eagles, Islanders, Mooseheads were able to play against each other. Uh, the Islanders went three and two in their five games. The Eagles are one and one. The Mooseheads are one and two, I believe. They're just starting the tonight. The Eagles and the Mooseheads. They yeah, it's uh, it's on right now. I got it. I got it going on in the background. What's the score? Or does it have it there? Uh, it's currently one nothing. Yeah, for how for the Mooseheads? Uh, yeah, five minutes to go in the first period right now, so it's still early. Right. Um, keeping in that division, um, Larue was suspended again uh, this <laughs> season. This time it was a cross check to the head. Uh, he had an earlier four game suspension for taking a fi- uh, helmet off during a fight. Should this worry some teams when you're scouting this player? Well, I mean, if he's going to take, um, he's he's always been someone to take to take penalties, uh, but uh, you know, still manages to just you know take you out of your seat with with uh, some of the plays that he can make with his you know with the puck and right. uh, I don't think so, right? It's uh, you know he'll probably have to calm it down a little bit at the next level, uh, but no, he's still going to be uh, probably a, you know late first, early second round pick would be my guess. Okay. I just wonder, like, you know, when he was with Moncton, we had all those veterans. Halifax doesn't really have a lot of the of the veteran experience, and I wonder if that's, you know, 
there's no one really to wrangle him in. Not that you can't wrangle him in. I'm not ragging on the kid either. We, we, if you've listened to this show, we've loved this kid from his time in midget all the way through. It's just, you know, suspended. A, was he suspended last year? I can't remember. I don't think he was. But I can't and, remember what I had for supper last night. That's so. fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> These seasons kind of months kind of run together. <laughs> um, I just kind of worry if teams are kind of looking at that with, like, a cr- you know, taking a fight off, a helmet off in a fight. That's one thing. Um, the the, the cross check to the head that was that was tough to see. On I mean, I know he's sticking up for a player, and he's he's a fiery player like that. Um, so you know, it's just uh, he's got a. Got to figure a way to maybe calm it down a little bit because he can't be missing games. He's too too vital for that team to to win hockey games. What uh, what are your thoughts on the Eagles in the limited games? Or have you seen any of their games? The Eagles, um, I, I see them kind of being like a uh, you know maybe a, I don't know if if we can get all the all the maritime teams back uh, you know back playing. I think they'll probably win maybe one every three, one every three. Oh, okay. Um, maybe, I don't, you know, it's, 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 there's still, there's, you know, they traded a lot of their guys. Um, and so they're kind of in that rebuild stage right now, but, um, you know, I don't see them winning, uh, you know, uh, it's, it, they won't, I, they won't be a 500 team. I don't think, um, but if they continue to play against, you know, if if you know Moncton and and St. John and 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 Bathurst can't get going, and they're only playing against, you know, Charlottetown and Halifax, Halifax, they're going to win games. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, once once the whole division gets going, they might win. Yeah, they might win one one every three. Would be my guess. I just I you've you've been able to watch games like I didn't get the subscription this year so I don't I haven't seen what they look like other than you know wanting to watch them here and the Mm -hmm. odd game but we never played them on the road we only played them a couple times actually I don't even think we played them here yet so we were slated to but it's I just haven't seen them I know you've been watching more games than than I have so I just want to get your thoughts on them coming out of out of the deadline they're they're I mean they got rid of Francis um you know, Grimard's on the shelf. Grimard's on the shelf right now, hurt. Um, so they're running with uh, with uh, I think Ruccia and um, uh, what's their backup goalie? So I want to say Cashin. Um, yeah, I think so you're it's, correct. They're 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 in tough. Uh, you know, defensively right now. Uh, you know, they they got a 16 year old goalie that's you know going to be playing the bulk of the games until until Grimard gets back. Uh, but you know they they've they got stairs from St. John. They picked up McDonald from Shawinigan. Uh, they picked up Pare from Victoriaville. So you know they made they made some moves, but they're they're still a young group. Uh, but um, they're kind of like in the same boat as Moncton right now. I think they're uh, it's going to take them a, a couple of years to to really uh, get to where they need to be. All right. Um, yeah, and you know, like you said, they're they're kind of like Moncton and. What is Moncton? Everyone asks. Well, we still don't know, but hey, we're in orange, so yeah. we can we can practice yeah, now. Practice. Um, you know, we can practice. Um, I, I, I just want to see this team play like this, as we all do. But 
you know, let's see some streaming of the practices. Let's see some three-on-three -three streams on YouTube. Like, you know, I'm sure the team, like, what is this? They're, I guess they probably practiced yesterday. Third practice altogether. Like, did they, they practice once before the quarantine? And really, what do you do? You just kind of skate and get your legs going out there. Um, so it's, I, I don't even know how to, to handicap this team going forward. I, it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, <laughs> uh, they got to think their last, the last game they played was what? Mid November pink in the rink, mid to late November. Um, and, uh, then, you know, you went home for Christmas, they come back, they quarantined, uh, and then you know, it's, there's some guys that haven't been on the ice in two months, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's crazy to think that, and uh, so it's going to take some time for them to get the legs uh, the legs going. But uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know. You got uh, there's apparently some you know three options being presented to to the New Brunswick government to you know what that lets these teams play. Um, one of them is. You know, do what Charlottetown and, and the Nova Scotia teams are doing right now. Uh, but just, you know, just Moncton, St. John, Bathurst, no no overnight trips. Just, uh, yeah. you know, go there, come back after games. Um, a bubble, maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's even talks of, of, you know, the New Brunswick teams going on like a, like a two-week road trip to Nova Scotia and PEI playing nine games each. Uh, but they'd have to, you know, all the the Brunswick teams would have to quarantine for two weeks first, and then play the games. So it'd be another two week quarantine for some of these for these Jeez. players, and that's you know it's just it's getting a little ridiculous. And just I make know, it a. I, it's, I don't know when we're going to see hockey again here, or uh, you know, a hockey game. But hopefully, it's uh, sooner rather than later. Like I said. 10 days ago or whenever we were on the schedule says March 3rd. I think that's just how they pushed it till March. Um, even if they had a working quarantine, like the Islanders do where they can just go home rink, uh, home billet, house, like whatever, just put everyone on the Island hockey Island, <laughs> all the teams, hotel rink, hotel rink, a hockey Island for a few weeks. And, uh, but if it's, if it's just Bathurst and St. John, then whatever, I don't care. Like we can compete give, against give both. Me some games, right? Yeah, give me some games, and we can compete against both those. This is the old, you know. At least if it's those three teams, they're all in the same boat. Like Moncton's last game, like I said, was November fourteenth here at home. It was the pink in the rink. Um, I think St. John's. Jesus. I think St. John's might have been the. Believe, man. That's that's almost, that's three months almost. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Bathurst might have been the same. Yep. Uh, Bathurst played on the November 20th, so a week later, basically the same thing. And I think St. John might have been the 13th against us on the road. If my schedule. Jeez. That's, my... that's that's tough, right? It's, uh, yeah, no, they were the 18th. So both, both those two teams played, because I think we went to Orange quicker than St. John and Bathurst. So both those teams played the next weekend, but still, it's three months. It, at least all the teams are coming from the same. Uh, the like it's not the rest rust. Like 
we didn't have three months off, and now we got to go play Charlottetown somehow, or we got to go play Halifax if they've been playing for two weeks. Everyone's got the same thing, and I, I yeah, I, I want to say it's a benefit to Moncton, but I mean they've got so many new players coming in. It's basically like we had kind of, I can't remember what year it was, training camp 2.0. Like you're basically running a training camp, putting all new systems in, getting new players used to everyone. It's it's not an enviable situation, but, you know, if we're going to go through it, at least we're going to go through it when we're not very good. Mm -hmm. Right? Like when, like, at least it's this year, not last year. (laughs) Yeah, they're trying, they're trying, I know the team's trying to do, you know, keep they're trying to keep the fans engaged yeah. you know doing those videos with uh you know um barbershev and, and philly on and 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 you know they're doing what they can to to keep the fans engaged at yeah. this point uh and just gotta stay uh just gotta stay positive and, and you know just hope that you know it's hope the government can come through and and approve some sort of a return to return to play um I think the only downside of that is, you know, the the, uh, the you know all the all the moms and dads, all the hockey moms and dads, and, and minor hockey, you know, and and you know why can why can these players play but my 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 kid can't? Yeah. Um, it's you know, <laughs> if you're if your kid, you know, if your eight year old player, if your eight year old, you know, son or daughter, playing. I don't know what novice or, or whatever it is they play when they're U10, eight. U10, U8, you know, if they're getting COVID tested, COVID tested every day. I'm sure they'd be playing as well. But yeah, you know, it's a it's a different uh, it's a different brand of hockey. It's a different uh, you know these these players are getting tested. I don't know every every day, every two days. I I don't know. I have no right? idea. But, uh, it's it's a just a different uh, it's it's a different level, right? It's it's yep. things are a lot different. Yep. There's a it's. But it's a fair argument for if your kid's playing you like U ten, U twelve, U whatever sports. Um, but as as much as we love it and talk about it as just hockey, it's also a business and that's they're in the business of getting these kids to the next level. They're you know, yes, they get to go to school and, and you know, not all of them go to the NHL, they go on to university and careers and, and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day it's it's a business as well as hockey. Uh, but you know, look, you're, you're just able to practice. So, you know, if, you know, Josh Harris is listening, Courtney Eustace, Richie Tebow, Cameron Penny, anybody stream the games, stream the practices, you know, people are sitting at home. (laughs) People are sitting at home with literally nothing to do. Even if you want to film it and put it on YouTube at seven o'clock at night, people are at home and they're missing their hockey, especially on the weekends. Um, it's just kind of our normal. So if any of you guys are listening and you want to stream a practice or put a three on three game on YouTube, uh, Friday evening, uh, we will very much, you, you never know. You might end up as a stick tap of the week. Who, <laughs> who knows? But, uh, speaking of that, let's get to everybody's favorite time of the show. Eric Murray realty buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Perfect. All right. So yeah, like you said earlier in the show, Adam, uh, there'd be some more, uh, Super Bowl talk, uh, later in the show so we're we're at that point now and uh i i, I it's uh, it's not often to give a stick tap of the week to uh to a wildcats player but uh you know the third one i gotta give this one i gotta give this one to alexi daniel for you know predicting a uh star boy week the weekend would, would perform a star boy at the super bowl halftime show that was uh first you know 
Yeah, that's uh, even the Charlottetown Islanders were were impressed with that on on, on Twitter, and so yeah. was I. That's uh, that was a pretty ballsy uh, ballsy prediction, uh, and uh, I was uh, you know full full props to him. He DJ DJ Daniel as uh, as the uh, Wildcats called him, and the Charlottetown Islanders telling him to give that guy control of the music in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. Uh... They had their their tweet up, and they asked what the first song was going to be, and four percent was Starboy, which meant there was only one, and yeah. it was him. Great, awesome prediction. It's a great song. Uh, yeah, I, I was impressed with that one. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. And, well, Cat of the Week is going to be, I mean, I'm not going to have a graphic for this week, but I'm just going to give it to, from the same set of graphics uh, before the Super Bowl, I'm going to give it to the players that did not bet against Tom Brady um, and took my bucks to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so your Wildcats, Wildcats of the Week are Barbashev, DeYoung, Ayasenza, Loshing, McKinney, Olsen, Pilat, Richard, Sheehan, Stammer, and Jay Stu for all smartly picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win Super Bowl 55. View from the other bench. Yeah, now... You know, we did this view from the other bench uh, earlier in the preseason, but this time we're going to go quite a bit out of the way to get the view from the other bench. We're going to go to uh, Saskatchewan. We're going to talk to Chris Clark of the WHL Pats cast. Chris, how are you? Doing good. You? Staying warm. Staying warm. Uh, just coming off my Super Bowl high and wishing I had some hockey to, to watch. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh not having any hockey out here it's, it's been <laughs> tough but uh it's it's so times we're living in unfortunately yeah uh so yeah i mean we've we've had a few games i mean we haven't played since november um you guys haven't started at all but there was some good news um looks like the central division which is alberta and being from alberta i should have known that swift current was in that division but i was like a little caught off guard but it looks like alberta is going to get going in february um the u.s division is going to get going in march just what are you hearing in terms of saskatchewan maybe uh manitoba pats what are you hearing well as for saskatchewan and manitoba they're discussing a bubble here in regina i believe for all the saskatchewan teams and uh, two manitoba teams okay so the government has confirmed that and they've been going back and forth with negotiations to hammer out you know all the protocols and such for that and that's just as well that'll be brandon winnipeg uh that's all the same division like swift current would come over and play in the division for one year only correct yes yeah they got bumped to the central last season after kootenai moved to winnipeg that's why you didn't know that they were in the central. Oh, so they, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I was completely, I was like, when did Swift current get into the division with like, that's a bit of a long haul to be driving from Swift current down to, you know, Lethbridge. Yeah. So with Kootenai moving all the way out to Winnipeg, they had, they bumped Swift current. Uh, yeah. Into the central. So to even it back up 
for numbers wise. But for this season, they're just going to be uh, back with Saskatchewan teams here. So in terms of, um, you know, how the league looks as a whole, um, you know, who would you give the contender to in, in division, um, in each division? Like who are the top teams that, that could be coming out of the WHL if we ever get to a Memorial Cup type bubble? Um, PA was slated to really have another good season, not only last year, but this year again, I think coming off their, uh, Memorial cup trip, they were, they didn't lose much at all. Right. And they were, they were first place when the, the league shut down in the, in the spring here. So I'd say out of the East, they, they're still the number one team. And in the West, do you, do you know much? Uh, Honestly, not a ton. I know Portland. Portland was looking good, but uh, they actually released four players to go play in the USHL. Okay. Uh, they the USHL deadline was January tenth, so that's open to Americans and dual citizens. Right. So it's good on the team to let the players go because there was still at that point no no word on any hockey in the whole league. So at least, you know, the players could go down there and still play a half decent amount of games. So as for the other teams, I'm not up on the West as, <laughs> you know, we don't see them much at all. Right. But uh, if, if it was, if all things were normal, I would have said Portland for sure. Now, you know, all the talk in the off season, uh, other than COVID, it was, the, the exceptional player you guys got, um, we were just talking before we came on. Um, I was looking at the stats, and I was I was like, well, Regina wasn't last place. How did they get the first overall pick? You were explaining it was uh, a lottery system, much like Moncton got uh, Zach LaRue in, the, in the, the lottery from Bathurst. Just explain how you guys got that and what kind of type of player this kid is. So we came across the first overall pick. Uh, so we hosted in the Memorial Cup in 2018. Yep. And uh, Swift Current loaded up that year to win the league. So they sent their first round pick to Lethbridge uh, for the Stuart Skinner deal. And then uh, the next year, uh, Swift Current was nothing. They, <laughs> I don't think they won five games, I think. It was pretty rough. But that draft was a very good draft at the top end and Regina knew that. So when they made their deals in 2019, Lethbridge was their top destination to get Swift Current's pick. And with Swift Current being last, they, they won the lottery. So Regina won the lottery and we were able to select Connor Bedard, the first uh, player to be granted exceptional status in the WHL. Now he, he went over to Sweden and was playing a bit here before the new year. So he's had some uh, ice time and he did uh, pretty well over there. He's been playing up age groups for the last couple of years. As a 14-year-old, he uh, since we dra- in the WHL, we drafted 14. Yeah. He was playing in midget. Uh, I guess it's not midget AAA. It's the CSSHL. Mm-hmm. So that's the, it's kind of like uh, a school teams. 
and it's kind of where more of the top end players are playing out here in the West. And as a 14 year old, he was the leading scorer. He was the league MVP. He kind of dominated that league as an underager. So he's playing 15 to 17 year olds. It's just crazy. Like, yeah, I, I like, see you shaking your head. Yeah, there. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, I, I grew up in Alberta, so I knew that they drafted. It was usually a bantam draft. Um, and then, yeah, they still call it the bantam draft. Yeah. And then, so I come out, like, which is 14, 15. You come out here, um, they're drafting kids out of, I guess it would be U17 instead of midget. But I, I think, I don't know. They changed everything. I can't remember. But it's just a 14 year old can be that good and playing with, with uh, 15, six years and just, and just dominating. Like it's kind of like Shane yeah. Wright in the OHL too, right? Like it's just, it's crazy to see the skill from these kids so young. So is he going to have to quarantine when your season comes or is he back over yeah, here he's now? Back, yeah. Sweden, Sweden's league shut down. Oh, okay. I think it was just right around the Christmas time, I think. So, so how does Regina look in terms of, I guess this would be your year three after, after hosting like of, of the rebuild. Yeah, so last year, we just – looks like we were going to miss the playoffs, but we were right on the, the cusp of the playoffs. Right. Which isn't bad because out here, there's two teams in each division that don't make the playoffs. Okay. So, you know, with us being almost a playoff team and then getting the number on pick is pretty nice. Uh, we picked up a goalie, a 20-year-old goalie at the draft. So we were going to have some solid goaltending, which was kind of the issue this past season. Uh, we had some inconsistent goaltending and uh, didn't really help the younger team, but they addressed it at the draft. But unfortunately that's may not work out for us. <laughs> Maybe a wasted trade. Yeah. So, but yeah, the team is looking up. They, we've picked up, you know, they've, had some good drafts this last couple of years and just trying to sign some of these guys. And I think having Bedard, uh, that, that helps you sell the, the team, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. So it's kind of a, a Prince Albert is the lead, is the leader in the division and then everyone else, or like, how does the, how does the division shake out? Like is Saskatoon as good as they were Brandon? I, you know, if I remember correctly, is usually a strong team every year. Uh, Winnipeg really came on last year. I was surprised how well they did. They, they were really struggled in Kootenay there, but they've got yeah. a couple guys that are coming up and that are, that were going to push them to the top this year. They could probably push PA this coming year. Yeah. Brandon's usually solid. Saskatoon took a step back last year. Okay. I think that's mainly because Kirby Dock did not return. That's a big piece to lose. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I mean, obviously he showed it. He could play at the NHL level, but I don't know if if Chicago didn't have the cap issues, they he probably wouldn't have stayed there. True. So, um, and then, yeah, Swift Current still struggling hard. Musha really struggled last year. And then, uh, yeah, that's, and then then there's Regina. We're, we're right there in the mix, so. So if you guys get going, when you guys get going, you should be should be exciting times in Regina, even though likely no fans, I would think. Yeah. Um, at least for a while. Definitely. Yeah, honestly, I don't think there'd be any fans at all this season. Yeah. 
Like if they do the bubble, um, I don't even know if they're going to be playing in the Brand Center, the Pat's Rink. I know there's no ice in there right now, um, but there's a six rink facility attached to the Brand Center. Oh, okay. So they they might even just play in there, right? Yeah, there's no need to use the big arena if there's no nobody going yeah. into it, right? Like, yeah, they got five sheets with oh, very limited seating, and then they got one sheet with uh, fifteen hundred seats. Okay. Yeah. So I think they the games would probably be played in that rink, the main do... games. And then you got all the other rinks for practicing. Each team could have their own practice rink almost. Which is pretty much the safest way if you're going to do a bubble is try and keep everybody as separate as as possible. And we've seen bubbles work yeah. just about everywhere, yeah. whether it's the NHL, um, out here in Quebec, there's been a few bubbles that are working. So um, Yeah, that, honestly, that's the only way it really works at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because I had mentioned to Jeremy, like, we were able to split the divisions because there's two 12 teams in Quebec, six out here. I said, Ontario, I don't know how they're going to work. I know the WHL has basically an Alberta division, a Saskatchewan division, a U.S. division, and then Brandon's got two teams you got to try and put somewhere else. So it's at least working, um, and the model is there to work and play in division only, even if it's just 24 games. Yeah, and I think that's all that's going to happen out here. The biggest hurdling block for here is we got three provinces to deal, four provinces to deal with, and one and two American states. Right. Oh, yeah, there's two so states. So the the Washington did go ahead and approve the WHL, but Portland, being in Oregon, sounds like they're going to be moving up into the Seattle area to play. Oh, okay. So. And then in BC, they've heard rumors of doing a bubble in Kamloops or Kelowna or both. All right. Yeah, because the last I'd heard was maybe the States teams would have to come up and play in BC somehow. But, yeah, with the amount of travel that you guys would have to do, bubbles and division is the only thing that really makes sense. Yeah, I think if they were still trying to play, you know, a playoff and inter- division schedule that American teams would have to come here, obviously, right? Yeah. But I think that at this point, the WHL is just resigned to the fact that it's just going to be in division. And at first they said it's going to be all teams or none. And now they've moved off that. Just like whoever can play, we'll let them play, right? Which, I mean, if it works for the NHL to play certain divisions and certain travel restrictions... You might as well try and get some sort of season, not only for the fans, but some sort of viable for your league. You can't be skipping skipping a whole league year. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, you know, when you guys obviously have a season, you'll probably be back with more more weekly shows. Um, where can people find you and find news if they're looking for some dub news? Yeah, you can find us at WHL Patscast on Twitter. That's our main jam. Yeah, we haven't done a, a show all season, but uh, as soon as they get back, we'll be back for sure. Yeah, it's um, a bit of yeah. a grind when there's no hockey. <laughs> it's tough to find, tough to find things yeah. to talk about. But I mean, obviously, you can put out content, whether it's good or high quality content or not. But yeah. we just figured, yeah, no, we're busy with other things, both of us. So. Uh, we're just, uh, you know, put it to the side for now, and we'll be back for sure. So. Yeah. 
Well, I want to thank you for uh, for joining us, and uh, hopefully you guys have a successful season. Great. Thanks uh, for having me on. And that's my interview with uh, co-host of the WHL Pats cast, Chris Clark, as they uh, get get ready for a season. Hopefully they have uh, somewhat of a successful season. And, you know, it, it, kind of excited to see how Bedard does in, in the WHL, as I'm sure they are. Uh, that'll do it for us, guys. Thanks again for downloading and joining us. We will be back, well, sometime this month to talk news, games around the league, and hopefully, hopefully preview some Wildcats games. Stay safe. Chat soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. Wildcast.